Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. In a global race to contain a deadly virus, at least nine people dead in China, over 400 more infected as the Wuhan coronavirus spreads halfway around the world. Chinese officials now ramping up efforts to contain the virus as the outbreak spread to Asia's financial capital with the first reported case of the deadly illness in Hong Kong. Caroline Howard reports. Around a month after emerging in the Chinese city of Wuhan, the new coronavirus appears to be spreading fast. The number of cases and the death toll in China have risen. And Chinese authorities warn the virus is adapting and mutating. There has already been human-to-human transmission and infection of medical workers. There is community-based transmission at certain scales. Evidence has shown that the disease has been transmitted through the respiratory tract, and there is a possibility of viral mutation. There is the risk of further spread of the disease. There is no vaccine for the new virus. Little is known about it, though human-to-human transmission has been confirmed. The virus has already reached Thailand, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and Macau. The U.S. also announced its first case Tuesday. A man who returned from Wuhan January 15th, two days before U.S. airports began screening passengers arriving from the Chinese city. The man from Snohomish County in Washington state is currently in a hospital near Seattle. This is a low risk. It appears to have a transmission uh, vector that really should not prevent anyone from going anywhere in Snohomish County except maybe the isolation ward at the hospital. Stricter health screenings now in place at major U.S. airports. Passengers that are coming from Wuhan on board are being distributed a questionnaire, and that questionnaire is then turned into CDC staff upon arrival at the airport. Those passengers are being diverted into a separate area inside the customs facility where they're being interviewed and evaluated by CDC personnel. Precautions also being ramped up in Australia, where a man who recently returned from Wuhan was isolated in Brisbane. He's now recovering, but final test results won't be out until the next few days. A number of cases have been tested and found to be negative, uh, but uh, of course we don't rule this out. We have been fortunate so far but we have stepped up the measures with the National Incident Response Centre, the biosecurity measures, uh, all of the planes being met, uh, biosecurity officers and health officers, as well as the states being prepared for uh, any outbreak if that were to occur. Caroline Howard, ABS-CBN News. Here in the Philippines, the health department says the five-year-old boy from Wuhan who tested positive for the coronavirus is now showing signs of recovery. The child has shown flu-like symptoms upon his arrival in Cebu City last week. Health officials say they are still waiting for test results from Australia to determine the coronavirus strain that infected the child. The uh, patient uh, is no longer uh, feverish uh, and uh, very less uh, coughing and so uh, this is a good sign of uh, recovery but what really puzzles uh, us is the fact that the mother 
did not seem to develop any symptoms whatsoever. Mm. But just the same, the mother is also isolated and the uh, uh, throat swab was done and uh, blood samples were taken and sent to the RITM. Secretary Duque says there are no other suspected coronavirus infections here in the country so far. Airports, meanwhile, have undertaken procedures to secure against coronavirus. Authorities closely monitoring arriving passengers from China, especially at Kalibo International Airport, which has direct flights from Wuhan and other cities in China. Regulatory concerns continued to weigh on Philippine shares, closing flat Wednesday. As Michelle Long tells us, not even the soon-to-be-released fourth-quarter GDP figures seem to boost the local market. Philippine shares traded tentatively midweek as investors weighed persistent regulatory risks and waited for fourth-quarter and full-year 2019 GDP figures to be released on Thursday. The market has, on the whole, priced in already. Uh, the very good performance of the of the at least for the fourth quarter uh, of 2019. The market is now acting on different sets of factors, maybe a possible credit uh, credit uh, downgrade. Fundamentals remain good, but the bigger factor is that sentiment is really not not as good. So fundamentals form part of the valuation of a stock price, but I think sentiment right now it just threw fundamentals out the window, and you saw that yesterday. The market fell below 7,500. We're now doing below 15 times P for the expected earnings this year. Phil Stocks Financial says the downward revision punctuates the growing shadow of the bear. And this, ahead of the release of fourth quarter data, widely seen insufficient to push full year figure to the target band. Meantime, the PSE index finished flat up by just two points at 74.68. Among the big and active movers, C-led companies BDO, SM Prime and Manila Water. Although, Ayala Land failed to sustain an earlier rebound, falling another quarter of 1%. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. The government seemed to miss its full-year target for 2019. But as Dino Pontiorig tells us, experts are bullish for the 2020 economy. Falling short of target, the country's goal of 6% gross domestic product growth now unlikely to be attained. Third quarter growth has been revised downward from 6.2% to 6%. The Philippine Statistics Authority cites adjustments in sectors such as construction, transport, storage, and communication. For the fourth quarter, however, local lenders BDO and RCBC see the economy rebounding. ING pegs the GDP growth at 6.6%, but believes this may still not be enough to meet the economic manager's full-year target. Despite this, multilateral lender Asian Development Bank remains optimistic. Philippine growth will remain very respectable, supported by both strong domestic consumption and government spending. ADBC's 2019 GDP at 6% at the lower end of government's target. For 2020, it forecasts a 6.2% expansion for the Philippine economy. Downturn in global electronics and in particular in semiconductors. So uh, 2019 was a really bad year for uh, those in the semiconductors industry. The globally, uh, uh, semiconductors shrank by about 13%. With the phase one agreement, so it, you know, it lessens risks of further escalation, but it also lessens the risk of a tech war. It was fears of that tech war that um, uh, 
made uh, investors fearful or, or, or basically postponed decisions in particular with respect to the rollout of 5G. So 5G is the next generation of wireless technology. Some of this can take place this year. That's going to be a big driver of demand for semiconductors. Mm -hmm. So again, if you think about the Philippines, where about half of our exports are semiconductors and electronics, that's a good thing. Nomura Securities also keeping a fairly upbeat outlook on the Philippines' economic growth for 2020, but warns it could take a hit in the medium term if foreign direct investments fail to recover. In the short term, I think it's not going to have so much of, uh, of an impact as far as growth is concerned. I think it's still going strong. Um, tomorrow, uh, we'll get the Q4 numbers. It's going to verify that. Uh, I'm expecting an acceleration to 6.5 from 6. Uh, this year, uh, further up to 6.7. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with uh, you know, the government um, acceleration in terms of infra and, and capital expenditures. Um, so uh, to me, the growth is still um, you know, um, uh, looking uh, fairly solid. Uh, uh, but uh, in the more medium term, if you know FDIs, um, you know, don't recover uh, from last year, uh, or don't pick up as much, I think that could have some sort of uh, implication on the on sort of the potential growth for uh, for the economy. The Philippines will release its fourth quarter and full year GDP data Thursday. Dino Pontierig, ABS-CBN News. Philippine macroeconomic fundamentals remain solid in the year ahead despite challenges at home and abroad. That is according to one of the best performing equity funds in the country. As Bruce Rodriguez tells us, local startups are also bullish for the new decade. A restive volcano in an economically important region and uncertainties regarding supposedly onerous government contracts with the private sector. These are just some of the biggest domestic challenges the Philippine economy is facing for the year ahead, according to analysts at the 2020 Economic Outlook Briefing of local insurance company Insular Life. ATR Asset Management, one of the best performing equity funds in the Philippines, expects the local economy to have grown 5.9% in 2019 and quicken this year to 6.3%. However, that still falls short of government's 65 to 7.5% growth target. In terms of the local market, we're still optimistic on the uh, consumer sector, infrastructure, but of course still banking on the build, build, build program of the government. ATRAM also believes the fundamentals of local companies remain robust despite the weakening investor sentiment stemming from President Rodrigo Duterte's tirades about supposedly onerous government contracts with certain private sector groups. Even the local startup scene bucking their uncertainties. Kubo Innovation Hub, a local incubator group established by government and companies like the PLDT Group and JP Morgan, says the Philippines is now poised to produce its own unicorns or $1 billion startups. It adds the country can also see more locally developed apps thanks to conducive government policies and rising interest from budget.